Ahoy, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled. Your favourite fact boys are here once again, bringing you dregs from the depth of the internet. You decide whether they are worth sharing and passing on, or if they should be chucked away in that big bin of nonsense. My name's Dan. Thank you so much for following and for listening. We appreciate it. I have three facts for you this week. We'll talk about uh, the Mets mascot. Also about performance-enhancing bridge players, and genuinely here, genuinely, a fact about SpongeBob SquarePants that will blow your mind. Mark is here too. What have you got? Okay, today, tasting wee, wine fights, and you scream, ice cream. We all scream for ice cream. Say that again. You scream, ice cream. We all scream for ice cream. I'll tell you this for free. If there was ever a taster here, it's Mark G. Heads. Also, Connor is here. What do you got? Oh, something about letters, something about buttholes, and something about bras. From SpongeBob SquarePants to bras and buttholes, it is the whole range in a brand new episode of Baffle. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What do you mean if there was a taster here, it would be Mark G. Heads? By the way, not my middle name. Look. Mark Graham Heads. Not the name. I, I just, I feel you give off a vibe. Have, <laughs> you, ever seen, have you ever seen the show Billions? No. So Billions, uh, one of the characters played by Paul Giamatti, is like a well-to-do guy who you wouldn't suspect anything of. But, you know, he gets his kicks in seedy ways. That's MGH for you all day long. Are you feeling me, Com? MGH. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's just, it's just what you're basically doing is just throwing a load of baseballs at Mark and he ain't batting that away. He's just <laughs> No, it's taking them. Just letting them all hit me. Yeah. Take the ball, take the free walk. That's right. Baseball joke. Um well, talking anyway, about baseball. I tell you what, I'll start I'll start the fact podcast. The rest of it is a bit more inclusive. I, th- I think <laughs> me starting off giving Mark a fake name talking about how he likes to drink wee maybe isn't the best way. If you're a new listener, I promise you. I welcome promise to, you. Welcome to my life, people. I promise you I've got something that will get you on board. It's a brilliant SpongeBob fact. It's on the way a little later. First, let's talk about baseball and the New York Mets mascot. Mr. Met. Uh, who, Mr. Met, is that the name of the Mets mascot? Yeah, who looks as you would anticipate a, a baseball mascot to look. He looks like a, a person with a massive baseball head. So Google that in your spare time. Anyway, he was replaced for one season in 1979 by a live mule, which they named Metal the Mule. For that one season, the team finished with the worst record in their division. They lost the most games out of anyone, the most games in their history, pretty much. And the average attendance was the lowest in Mets history. Don't get rid of Mr. Met. What's his name? Uh, Mr. Met. 
The Curse of Metal the Mule. And this also, it, it, it brought to mind when I was doing my research about this, that, um, like, baseball, uh, what, sporting curses are, qu- are quite strange. Like, there are quite a lot of bizarre sporting curses, like, where people have, have changed mascots before. The team often goes on losing runs. Maybe when someone important dies, the team often goes on losing runs. Anyway, what it did bring to mind, what I wanted to talk about was just the strange worlds of sporting mascots. Have you ever seen the Partick Thistle mascot, Kingsley? Yes. Connor, I will describe it for you now. Partick Thistle, a few years ago, uh, who are a Scottish football team, made a new mascot. It was from the artist David Trigley, and it looks a bit like Lisa Simpson has dropped LSD. Connor, have a Google Partick Thistle mascot Kingsley. At home, I can. the only way I can describe it adequately, it looks like Lisa Simpson, as I say, has dropped some acid. Honestly, it's mad. It is the thing of nightmares. Yeah, yeah it looks like a Pikachu on drugs or something. Like yeah, there you go. So it's it's someone it, it, it it's someone standing in a costume and they've got a big yellow spiky head with some very crazy and gurning eyes and mouth. It's kind of like you know that kid at school who couldn't draw anything. It's like if they tried to draw Lisa Simpson. Yeah. Also, can I just check? Can I just check again? What was the fact here? Oh, the fact was that when New York Mets changed their mascot to a live mule, the team finished with the lowest points in history, which interesting in itself was also a good way just to me to talk about random football mascots. Do you know what the Manchester City mascots are? They are Moonchester and Moonbeam. They're two aliens uh, from the planet Blue Moon, and they look awful. It's so Of all the things that you could probably level at the people who... Uh, own Man City and things they've allegedly done. Don't want to do more than that. But this is this is up there. That's the worst. This that is absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there. you're not beating West Ham, mate. You're not beating West Ham. Good old Iron. That is well, what I'm it is. Good at old, the West Ham one here. Hammer. One of them called Hammerhead was created when yeah, a bowl of lightning hit the Ironworks, and it looks awful. Yeah, mate. There you go. Up the up the West Ham, mate. Up the West Ham, mate. Don't you know they no aliens, just a little hammer. Yes, boy. It, it looks atrocious. It looks a bit like Optimus Prime has had sex with a tool station. I mean, it looks atrocious. <laughs> what have Newcastle got, Mark? Uh, they've got magpies because they are the magpies. Maggie and Monty the magpie. I tell you what, I support Wickham Wanderers and we've got a turgid, turgid Team? mascot. Oh, mascot. Someone called Bodger. The Badger? Bodger. So, Sums it up, doesn't it? So we, we are, Wickham are the chair boys because Wickham was, High Wickham was a famous furniture making town. The Chair Boys. Yes. I don't mind the name at all. I think the nickname's quite endearing. But the mascot is Bodger, who is someone who made chairs. That was the name of him. Mm. And and I I think he was modelled after our top scorer at the time, who we nicknamed Bodger. But it's just a man. It's just a man. Just a bloke. Also, we we used to have a swan because there's a swan on our crest. A really great swan. Bluey the swan. And we thought, no, we're not having that. We're having man. Have a bloke. (laughs) It's, It's honestly atrocious so if you support a sports team think about how turgid your team mascot is and let us know please you can find our contact form at baffledpod.com I'd love to talk about your bizarre insane sporting mascots Uh, maybe they're as bad as Mr Met who was replaced for one season by a live mule Metal the Mule and it made the Mets have their worst season almost ever Mark give us your first fact of the show 
Dolphins are able to recognise each other by the taste of their urine. Yeah, you'd get on well with those. You'd get yeah. right on well with a pot of dolphins, wouldn't you? <sighs> dolphins get to know their friends by tasting their pee. So by sampling sips of each other's urines, uh, they basically then have a second way of identifying them as well as uh, specific noises, clicks, and um, <laughs> such, which are like human names. So the best thing about it's this... very similar. It's very similar to like dogs, though, as well, isn't it? Like, don't dogs understand a lot about things with ways like scent and leaving your yeah. mark? And I think that's. Like that. I think that's if yeah. a place is already technically like claimed. I guess it's like putting a flag on another country if a dog has peed on a tree. It, it, I mean, it's true. Like the, the genuine. So the science. Uh, the scientist here who lo- who looked into all this said that the same way that dogs sniff a hydrant is the same as dolphins swimming through, my favourite phrase in this, urine plumes, mouths agape. Because then they get social information from it. I think when we actually all take a step back and we look at this whole podcast, without these science people, we would be screwed, wouldn't we? I mean, it's 80% of our facts. As I say to you, every time you say this, the whole world is science. Of course, science is going to be the basis for most facts. Mm. What, it's a fair point what's amazing about this is that they've evolved the fact they need to do it so like they can distinguish each other by clicks and by noises and surely by sight sometimes but they thought you know what we need a backup option old Dippy the dolphin he always has a lot Dippy. of asparagus oh, tastes very tastes very tart his urine I know it's him all the time so what, what's the distinguishing fa- what, what is yeah I don't know I've name begin with D. What's the distinguishing factors that they're telling apart? So the so the main thing to bear in mind here is that dolphins don't tend to have sour, sweet, and bitter taste buds on their tongue. Instead, they have more sensory cells. So that's how they're able to distinguish through the urine of that sensory creature, cells. rather than a case of hmm, that's a little bit sour. That must be sensory cells. Sensory cells. Can you expand more? Or you <laughs> Do you know what? Unusual sensory cells. Great, okay. <laughs> I think in the God knows how many hundred podcast episodes we've done for this podcast, I've never had an episode where we have started this ridiculous. We've spoke about mascots and dolphin, <laughs> and we're ten minutes in. It reminds me of my, probably one of my favourite baffled facts, which is... It's about how you can't see your nose. No. And how your eyes it's get some, It's it. something like you have the same, you have the same taste receptors on your mouth that you do on your bum, which is why yeah. spicy food is as bad coming out as it is going in. Yeah. Yep. We've done that fact. Yep. It's, it's an elite fact. I'd say my, my, my two favourite facts is that and the fact that when you uh, look... We're going to put that one on the mug, you, but then decided that it was a little bit too... Uh, a little bit too close to the bone to put on a mug. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Right. First fact of the show for Condog. Well, just when you thought that the start of this wasn't nonsense enough, we're going to talk about babies' bums. And the reason for that is because one in every 5,000 babies are born without a butthole, believe it or not. Uh, yeah, it has to be created manually by the hospital. It's a condition. That condition is called imperforate anus. And uh, yeah, and they have to manually, and I'm not, no, I'm not delving into how, because I didn't Google yeah, how do you yeah. create a baby's yeah, bum hole, because I thought it was a bit dodgy. Um, but yeah, I can only imagine, uh, yeah. I'll be honest. You, I'll can, be- you can think about it, right? You can yeah. think about how they create it. I'll be honest, my, my guess, my guess no, would no, be like no. an apple corer, no. an apple corer when you no. call no. the apple. No, I, th- I think this fact what? is going to be a... Quick discussion and move on, if I'm honest. That's amazing, though. That means it's, what, 0.05% of babies have that? Yeah. Wow. I... But don't babies... That's quite a lot of babies. When they come out. 
Don't babies pop out and poo? That happens, no, right? I, mean, I don't think it's like you when you get home from a long, mm. big train journey and you decide you get in and you instantly need a I don't think they literally come out and straight away. Yeah. Mums do. It's though, very rare, though. Did you know this? Apparently. Yeah, you basically land in, you land in sometimes when you come out of the vagina. Am I... In Connor's experience. Beyonce's sister, so my soon-to-be sister-in-law, should everything work to plan, she is a midwife. And apparently... I'm so happy you said that. What? Go on. Oh. <laughs> I was just wondering where we were going here, but yeah, go yeah, on. My, yeah, my future sister-in-law has a strange fetish about expectant mums who <laughs> themselves. No, apparently <laughs> it's a thing that quite often you're told that, oh yeah, you'll probably poo yourself. And I get, because it's hard to control everything, isn't it? I would imagine. Yeah. You know, you're, yeah, you're well, pushing, we're... you're tightening, it's tough. <laughs> These poor babies that pop out, man, ain't even got a choice. Right. They ain't even got a bum hole. I'll tell but you anyway. what. I, you know, I know, I know. We normally try and allot time per fact, but I don't want to. I don't want to, you know, explore this any further. So we just have to make up the the difference in time a bit later on, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. We'll talk about um, giraffes who who have two bums. That's a fact as well. We'll move on to that one later. But... Right, second back to the show for me. Gier Helgemo was the world's number one bridge player, but he had his titles taken away. Because it was thought he was using performance-enhancing drugs. How do drugs what? make what? you better Sorry? at bridge? I don't know what bridge is. Bridge. It's, it's a card game. It's, it's a card game. So there lies the question, Connor. How can you use performance-enhancing drugs at a card game? I don't know. Is it a concentration thing or something? I don't know. Well, so it, it's... He was just so Hold on, what's his name? What's his name again? I mean, I'm having a guess. It's Gier Helgemo. Well, we're going to call him G. Okay. Going forward for this, yep. No, you sound like one of those football commentators who are so out of touch that when they come to, you know, a name they can't pronounce, go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him David. I'm gonna, what's him? What's this now? I'm going to call him David. Uh, call no, him G. So, Gier Helgemo, the thing is, he was actually using testos- two drugs to increase his testosterone, which testosterone does many, many things. Nothing to do really with playing cards. And he had his title of being the world's number one bridge player in 2018 he had it taken away from him because he was using two banned substances i just don't understand how you can have a banned substance in bridge sorry you were putting your cards down too hard because you've been taking steroids (laughs) the thing is yeah you were shuffling you were dealing too forcefully uh what i think what it does prove it proves that nerds are terrible losers pernickety Nicotine. That's why you are, damn right. Can't have someone no, coming in with all those muscles. No. I, I don't think I'm much of a nerd. You're a bit of a nerd. No, but you are the world's worst loser, mate. I, we've never played anything together. Yeah, that's because you take performance-enhancing drugs. A, I'm not playing think, bridge with you. I don't think we've ever played a game together. Mate, just to sum up, we had a Christmas party once where we had to create an alcoholic beverage and yours comes last and you booted off because you said, oh, yeah, but I put it in a bauble from the Christmas tree. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, you should have seen it. Well, that, that was annoying because they were, they were, the people who were judging, I'd done competitions with them in the past and they had always given high marks to go, like going the extra mile and making it look fancy. I did it. Oh, no, you're only supposed to make the cocktail. <laughs> did my head. <laughs> it's not sort of loser, but still two and a half years on. Yeah, oh, did, very annoyed. That did yeah. really bother me. Oh, really? You know, fucking Justin put her alcohol in a ball ball, mate. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, no. and it tasted good as well. What annoyed me most, I spent about a week 
Infusing. Yeah, look, see, look, not bothered, Inf- not bothered not at all, lads. He's not, not a sore loser. If you were thinking he was nah. a sore loser, he's not. Look, let me tell you what, yeah. not at all. We had to, we had stop, to create. Stop, uh, stop had, thinking about old gear straight onto this here. We had to create a Christmas spirit or cocktail, I think it was. I, I made Terry's chocolate orange. I spent a long time infusing it with chocolate and with the orange because that's what it had happened before and they'd always done well. Someone put bloody vodka in a Barocca and did better than me. Absolute farce. I got told mine would go better with ice, so I just went outside and picked up some snow, uh, yeah. put it in, immediately better, apparently. I'm fairly certain that the yellow snow is what gave it taste. Yeah. Uh, it was Barocca. There you go. Gierhelgemo, the world's number one bridge player, had his credentials taken away after if it was re- after it was revealed, <laughs> too many words, too short time, that he had used two drugs to increase his testosterone, even though performance enhancers wouldn't have affected his ability to play the card game. Mark, give us your second fact of the show. In 1355, a dispute between two students of Oxford University and a local tavern owner over the quality of their wine resulted in a three-day riot which left 63 students and 30 locals dead. I will be honest. I did a Connor in I Switched Off when you mentioned an old year. So I kind of heard something about two students in a tavern and then there were people dead. How is that a fact? Is that a fact? Yeah, it was called the St. Scalista... The St. Scholastica Day riots took place on the 10th of February, 1355, all over the quality of wine in a pub. Oh, right. So how many? So that, that's the fact. Yes. Loads, how many died? Uh, 93 people. That's quite a lot. It's, it's a lot, yeah. 93 people died over so the, the quality f- of wine. Yep. Two students. There's your headline. Two students kicked off. There's your headline. When wine's not good enough. Three day riot, 93 people died. Yeah. So there was a riot and people died. Yes. But because of the quality of wine. So the point is, the point with this, the way Mark has told this fact, he has almost glossed over the most interesting point. You switched off. So don't, like, I said in 1355 and you switched off. So don't come at me for how I said it. But if you just said, said two this, words and you'd switched off. If you'd have said. If you had said people died over wine, I'd be like, right, yeah. here we go then. If you'd have said here at one we point. Go. At one point. Uh, nine, almost 100 people died over the quality, because of a fight over the quality of wine. I'm interested. I'm here. Um, please sit down, children. In 1539, uh, a group of students went into a bar and they wanted to partake in a drink because they were studying that evening for their exams over the next day. Uh, they ordered wine. They did not like it. And then 500 people died. You know what I mean? Connor, what wine would you kick off about? I don't know, mate. Do you want a fact about bras? <laughs> yeah, are you done? <laughs> are you done? Yeah. You... Yeah, do you want a bra fact that you're going to love? Do you want that? Connor, time for your second fact of the show, which is all about the Brazier. There we go, yeah. Swiftly moving on. So in 2014, quite close to where we are right now. We're not going that far back. You're boring me! Get the, on with it, mate! A man in the Italian town called Bra was actually arrested for stealing bras. You guessed it. He was 28 years old. Uh, he had hundreds of bras in his home that he had obtained through a series of balcony raids, he would call them, across the city of Bra. He went for a more elaborate, costly kind of bra. That was his favourite. White bras. That was what he liked. Uh, And yeah, he added them to his collection. He was found with over 100 bras that he nicked. So your fact is that some guy got (laughs) arrested for stealing. I'll tell you what this is. And I don't mean to be, I don't mean to be like a proper neggy Nancy, but this is the bed fact all over again. This is, you know, bed looks like a bed when you write it down. This is, the fact is, man steals bras. The only intri- the only thing that makes it like 
even worth talking about, and it's not worth talking about because it's better, you know, it's not interesting. Is the fact that he did it in a place called Bra. Is this why you came Final at me for my last fact? Because you realised that your next one was really <laughs> and you were like, need to make sure there's one worse. Let's go down on that fact. I think this is a brilliant fact. And I'll tell you what, if you're moaning about this, God help me on my final one. God help me. But, all it is, but essentially, yeah, it's bloke gets arrested a man for stealing who lives bras in- and he lived in a town called Bra. That's the brilliant. fact, right? Brilliant. Who nicks bras? Why would you have 150 bras? Number one, weirdo. Number two, he lives in bra. But wonderful fact, it's meant to be. This is what we is need. It, and he got caught. Is it and meant he to called be it balcony is it just raids. a weird coincidence? Mark, look, you're just, you're just touchy, mate, because you've just delivered an absolute shower and you're sitting here and it hurts. I know it does, mate, but you've got to accept. Right. A man lived in bra, nicked bras, and it all happened. Brilliant. Right. Hello. Sorry to interrupt your podcast. We didn't do that. It's just been magically done for us. We do a podcast, which I think you might like if you like this podcast. Our podcast is called The A to Z of Men with me, Chris Brooks. And me, Scott Robinson. And what's the podcast about, Scott? I mean, what we're doing really is giving you an insight, a delve into the male mind. We're going through the alphabet, letter by letter. I submit a word, Chris submits a word, and we battle it out to see what word goes in to the A to Z of Men. And you can get us wherever you get your podcast from. Just search for the A to Z of Men. 
fucking said that at the start. Baffledpod.com. You can also get our merch and you can send an email to the show. Now, it's time for a fact that I think will blow your mind. SpongeBob SquarePants is an actual animal. What? It's a cartoon character. End of discussion. You thought that it was a sponge, right? Well, yes. No. Clue is in the name. It's a species of sea sponge. It's actually modelled on an animal. How incredible is that? I mean, it does make a bit more sense because I thought, like, if there is an actual sponge underwater, that's going to just absorb a lot of water and he's going to be forever bloated. It's modelled on Cathedral City cheese, mate. It's cheese. It's modelled. It's, it's not. It's not Cathedral City cheese. It's cheese. <laughs> that very neat. No, it's modelled on the, I'm going to say, Aplicina fistularis, which is the yellow tube sponge. This was revealed in the SpongeBob musical. And these sea sponges, also known <sighs> as the yellow tube sponge, they are asexual. SpongeBob is kind of famously asexual in the show. It's, ma- it's modelled on an actual creature. Mark. Yes. Mark. Yes. I'm probably going to have to take some annual leave from that this podcast. That's blown your mind. No, it hasn't. Mark, I'm going to have to just take a break. Maybe six months, maybe to a year. I'm sorry. I don't know. See, he's coming at people because really. he knows his bra fact. I'm, I'm sorry. Has that not amazed you? <laughs> the fact that SpongeBob SquarePants, the thing that everyone thought was just a, like, okay. for some reason, right. this, this guy right. was What's high and modelled it on a sponge. It's, it's actually What's it called? the guy that... Come on. Did, no, one second. Tell me the name. The guy name. that created it did it because he wanted to raise awareness about yeah, mate, biodiversity creatures I, I, in the ocean. I, I, so he modelled yeah, it on a brilliant. sea sponge. I, I actually what, what's the like sea sponge called? Give me the name. Yellow tube sponge. Yellow tube sponge. Yeah, that's what it's modelled on. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, looks absolutely like SpongeBob, mate. It literally looks like one of those crisp things that you eat. It does. What are they called? It does look like a wheat crunchy. You're right. Um, well, Squidward doesn't look it's exactly like a squid. squid. It's this is the point. It's modelled. It's cartoons. They the mo- only thing he's modelled it on is the f- colour. That is it. It's yellow. It doesn't look anything it's like modeled. it. It's it is, nothing it to do with it. It's the colour. It is a sea sponge. I Mate, think this is absolute nonsense. I think that's the best one. That he's, is fantastic. He has basically looked. He has looked and he has found something in the sea that is yellow and gone, I'm going to create a yellow character. Let's base it on this sponge. Um, it doesn't look anything. If it looked like SpongeBob, fair enough, mate. I would give you this. It is nothing like SpongeBob Square. Because how dare nothing. he have some creative right <laughs> creator- to be able to make it look like he wants? The creator was a guy called Steven Hillenberg. He was a marine science educator. This is what he did. Oh, brilliant. I mean, where is the sea sponge's little tie, little pair of shorts, and black shoes? Well, you could have made him in the Not nudie. There. You could have made him in the nudie if you're making him a. Per- if you're making right. him, you know, it's interesting. Talk. It's interesting. All right, it's interesting. And it was announced in the musical, was it? What did the did SpongeBob step forward and go, "Hi, I'm an asexual sponge that lives under the sea." I don't know. It, it might be the same as everything in the Harry Potter canyon after the books where they figure out they need to sell some more so they decide to make things up. It's a 50-50 this one. It's one of those facts where you're either going to love it, you're going to hate it. That's what that one is. I, think, I hate it, Mark loves it. There I, we go. I think if you, if you see someone over a lager top and you say, you know, if Spongebob comes up in conversation and you say, it's actually like, it is a creature. It's modelled on a creature. People will go, f***ing hell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Until they Google it. And then I will never be included in the rounds going forward. They'll call me an idiot and they'll be like, it looks nothing like it. So I agree and I disagree. One of them. 
best fact of the show. You might as well switch off. Best fact of the show's done. But, you know, let's plod on with, with Mark talking about... Talking oh, you about, wait till later. You wait till my final one to finish. years ago. Come on. <laughs> Roger Moore invented the Magnum ice cream. Oh, I tell you what. Here we go. I knew this. Here we go. But I don't know why. So ca- carry on. What is in... Has in created the form or actually the actual... Because it's a type of ice cream, isn't it, Magnum? This is cool. Let me tell you a story. So he was doing an interview for a magazine and he was asked the question, if you could have one wish to meet one person and ask them a question, what would it be? To which he said he would like to meet Mr. Walls and ask him why they don't have a chalk ice with vanilla inside like he had as a child, but he doesn't like getting his fingers a bit dirty, so put it on a stick. From there, the Magnum was born. Roger Moore received a call from the Walls company boss and was then sent a real-life version of the product before it launched in 1989. So you it's could say he it's invented brilliant. the ice it's lolly. The ice lolly existed before that, but he was the one who went, get a chalk ice, put a stick in it, Magnum. Hey, we've spoke about the creations of ice lollies before. That was a fact early on. Remember, they were about our ice lollies were created. I brought it to the table. Young kids used to leave it outside and realise that it froze with the... Toothpick in it, I think, or something like that. <laughs> bed looks like a bed. Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. So, Roger Moore, 007 himself, invented the Magnum ice cream. So, when you're having one next, noshing down on a Magnum, thank Roger oh, Moore. What, what, you, don't no, you don't nosh an ice cream. It's a very no. Roger Moore thing to do, isn't it? Okay, very Roger Moore you know? I like Roger Moore. Can you imagine him saying it, thinking it? Good idea also as well. Chuck ices are so much admin. Better having a stick. I like it. Good fact. Thank you. Yeah, very good. Connor, you, you've led up to this. You've talked it up. Give us your trepidation of voice. Give us your last fact of the show. Strap yourself in, lads. The uppercase A looks like a sharpened pencil. You're welcome. See you later. It's not a fact, though. Well, I mean, it does, but it's not like, it's not a thing, is it? <sighs> there we go. But is there a connection between Thanks the two? Thanks for being there. Like, is there a connection? No, just looks like it. The, I mean, the bed one's better fact. because the bed at least has three words and it's actually connected to what it looks like. This is just, oh, did you know the S looks like a snake? Okay, question. Does the uppercase A look like a sharpened pencil? Yes or no? That's all I need. Yeah, it does a bit, doesn't it? There's a fact then, isn't it? There we go. Depends what font <sighs> you're using. Yeah. The oh, f- mark. The f- cali- <laughs> here if, he is, isn't it he? Here, it's not that sharp. It's got a, uh, it's got a flat oh. bit on the top. Comic Sans or whatever it is. Here he is. The Comic Sans knobhead. The letter X looks like a runway a bit. Did you know the letter T looks exactly. like a T junction? It does actually. Yeah. Or a T-bone steak. Anyway, I'm, I'm off. That was yeah, the, the final B, one. The best fact of the like whole show, goes. so... Yeah, you can't. are welcome. Take that one. That's pub ammo. Look, the rest of them go in the bin, mate. Do you want to know what's happened? It's um, SpongeBob looks like something that lives under the sea once upon a time. It's been a double recording right day, and so you know, two episodes we've done, which is eighteen facts. So I'm, I would imagine, you know, Connor's left this till last. He's yeah. Like, yeah. What shall I do? He's, Staring. He's, he's had to fill this in. Staring down at the keyboard. All right. Well, listen. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We will see you next week. What have we learned? Well, the world's best bridge player got done for doping. 
Also, the letter S looks like a snake, obviously. And the best thing ever, SpongeBob is based on an actual creature. Connor won't have it. I'll see you next week. Say goodbye, Connor. Goodbye. And say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. And we'll see you later. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 